Hare 
Translation Sukhudev Goswami said, King Ugrashen and the other members of the assembly laughed loudly when they heard this vain boasting of unintelligent pawnbroker. 
Utsrakshe, I will throw. Mudha, Ofu, Chinhani, the symbol. Jai, about which. Swan, you. Evam, in this way. Vikathase, are boasting. Translation by His Divine Grace, Shri Prabhupada. I'm sorry, this is the translation by His Divine The Personality of Godhead, after enjoying the jokes of the assembly, told the messenger to relay a message to his master. You fool, I will indeed let loose the weapons you boast of in this way. Please repeat after me. The personality of Godhead, the personality of Godhead after enjoying the jokes of the assembly, after enjoying the jokes of the assembly told, the messenger told the messenger to relay a message to his master. You fool, I will indeed let loose the weapon you boast of in this way. Because of this word. The Sanskrit word utsrakshe means I will hurt, throw, let loose, abandon, etc. Foolish Pondraka demanded that Lord Krishna give up his powerful weapons such as the disc and the club. And here the Lord replies, Utsrikshe Mudha Chinhani, you f yes, fool, I will indeed let loose these weapons when we meet on the battlefield. In Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Srila Prabhupada nicely describes this scene as follows. When all the members of the Royal Assembly, including King Ugrashen, heard this message, sent by Pondraka, they laughed very loudly for a considerable time. After enjoying the loud laughter of all the members of the assembly, Krishna replied to the messenger as follows, O messenger of Pondraka, you may carry my message to your master. He is a foolish rascal. I directly call him a rascal and I refuse to follow his instruction. I shall never give up, give up the symbol of Vasudev, especially my disc. I shall use this disc to kill one. I shall use this disc not only to disc to kill not only King Pondraka but all his followers also. I shall destroy this Pondraka and his foolish associates who merely constitute a society of cheaters and the cheated. I'll read these two verses together. Sri Shukra Ubacha Kathanam Kathanam Tadupa Karnaya Pondraka Shal Kamehasa Ugrashena Daya Sakya Uchakuid Jahasashtata Subdev Goswami said, King Ugrashen and the other members of the assembly laughed loudly when they heard this vain boasting of unintelligent Pondraka. 
उवाच दूत भगवान परिहास कथा महे उत्सक्षे मूढ़ चिन्हानी The personality of Godhead, after enjoying the jokes of the assembly, told the messenger to relay a message to his master. You fool! I'll indeed let loose the weapons you boast of in this way. So, Pundraka actually. proposed that krishna gives up his symbols like krishna carries four symbols conch lotus disk and mace shankha chakra gada and palta so so his proposal was give up those symbols don't artificially carry those symbols claiming yourself to be god i am the supreme personality of god so that was his claim so in response krishna is using the same word utsrakshe utsrakshe he used the word utsrakshe saying that you give up and krishna used the word utsrakshe to say that i will release Yes, I will release those symbols, especially my disc. And the next verse actually clarifies that point. I just read the verse, read the translation. Tomorrow, this verse will be discussed. When you lie dead, you fool. Your face covered by vultures, herons, and baka birds, you will become the shelter of the host. That is, I will release those weapons. to kill him and so this is what happened uh, to the cheaters who claim to be the supreme personality of god himself actually the supreme personality of god is one and only ekameva atvitiya parama purusha the <coughs> identity of the supreme personality of godhead is one who possesses all opulence all the opulence all the strength all the fame all the beauty all wisdom and all goodness aishadhyasya samagrasya some people may have some wealth but no one can claim all the wealth some people can claim some strength but no one can claim all the strength 
all the beauty, all the fame, all the knowledge, all the knowledge. However, there is only one person who can claim that. That personality, according to the Vedas, is Ekam Eva Adityaha Parama Purusha. The Supreme Personality, Parama Purusha, who is Ekam Eva Adityaha, who is one without a second. That is the identity of the Supreme Personality. He is one without a second. And he has many expansions. His expansions are of two categories, Swamsa expansion and Bibhinangsa expansion. That one, without a second, the personality of Godhead expands himself into many forms. He remains the same, but he expands into many. They are called incarnations. There are six different types of incarnations. There are Amsavatar, Lilavatar, Gunavatar, Yugavatar, Manvantaravatar, and Shaktavishavatar. These are the six categories. Purushavatar, I'm sorry, the first one is Purushavatar. The Purusha, Vishnu incarnation. Mahavishnu or Karanadakshai Vishnu who lies in the causal ocean. Garbhadakshai Vishnu, the personality who is in each universe lying in the ocean of Garbha. And then Shirodakshai Vishnu who is the super soul of all the living. So these are the category of Purushavata. Then Gunavata. There are three modes of material nature. The Lord expands himself to control these three modes as Brahma, Vishnu and Vishnu. Then Lilavata. In order to perform his pastimes, he assumes different forms like Varaha, Purma, Nishinga, etc. Then Jugavatar. In every Juga, there are four Jugas, and in each, each Juga the Lord manifests Himself to establish the Dharma of the Juga. And then Manvantar Avatar. In a day of Brahma, there are 14 Manus. The reigns of the Manu are called the Manvanta. And the Supreme Personality of Godhead comes in each millennium or each Manvanta, each Manu's reign in various ways. And then Shakta Veshavata. The, the Supreme Personality of Godhead sometimes empowers a devotee to accomplish something very, very unusual. Like Vasudev, Narad Muni, Prithu Maharaj. These are all the Shakta Vishnu. 
So these are the six categories of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but he expands himself into innumerable forms in this way. But all these forms, all these personalities are he himself. There is no difference. He may not display his entire potency, but those incarnations are he himself. So they are called the Swamsa. And then there are Jivas, Bivinas. They are his parts and parcels. And an example has been given in this respect that the relationship between the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his Bivinamsas are or the Jivas. If the Supreme Personality of Godhead is compared to the sun, then the rays of the sun are like the jivas. The jivas are like the rays of the sun. How many rays of the sun are there? How many rays of the sun is there? Although the sun is one, but his rays are unlimited. And all these rays display some of the qualities of the Lord to a some extent. All the qualities of sun to some extent. Qualitatively, all these rays are one with the sun. But quantitatively, a ray is a ray and the sun is the sun. A ray can never be compared to the sun. A ray can never be identical to the sun. Or another example can be given, the drop of the water and the ocean. A drop of the water is also water and the ocean is also water. But a drop is a tiny little particle of water whereas the ocean is a vast reservoir of water. So this is the reality and this is the proper understanding. But sometimes some living entity becoming extremely arrogant and possessing a little bit of power, they think that they have become. Not only that they becoming extremely they become extremely becoming extremely arrogant and by possessing a little bit of power, but along with that there is another factor. That factor is their followers pepping them up. Mm -hmm. They have a little, they display a little bit of power and the foolish people, they start to promote this person as God. But this Jiva, no matter how powerful he becomes, can never be equal to Jivas are always a Jiva. Krishna is always the Supreme Person. For a Jiva, it is never possible to be. When it does, that is the height of his falsity. It is a total misconception, total misunderstand, mis and wrong estimation of his identity. 
And these people are considered to be the worst offenders to the Supreme Personality. They're the most degraded of all living. Why? Because in a state, what is the greatest offense? In a kingdom of a king, what is the greatest offense? To revolt against the king is the greatest offense. King is the king and everyone in the kingdom is meant to abide by the authority of the king and the supremacy of the king. But if in the kingdom somebody else claims that he is the king, then he is considered to be the biggest of Those people are either banished from the kingdom or their sentence to death. So similarly, when a living entity claims that he is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and especially when the Supreme Personality of Godhead is present on the planet, and in his presence he not only claims but proposes that he gives up his identity as God because he claims that he is God. Like that was his proposal. He sent his messenger huh? with a message to Krishna. Because those days you know, when Krishna was present on the planet, everybody could see that Krishna is the Supreme Person. But only those who are envious and offenders, they could not. Even in spite of seeing Krishna's identity as God, they could not. For example, Krishna in the assembly of the Kauravas showed his universal form. When Krishna went as a messenger of the Pandavas just before the battle of Kurukshetra with a proposal of peace and compromise. He thought, why fight? Let's make a chance. Let's make a try. Let's give it a try to stop this battle. Everything failed. Huh? Many, many people, many people gave advice. Not only Bhishma and Drona and Kripacharya, Gandhari. Even Vasudev came and told Duryodhana not to fight the battle, but make a compromise with the five Pandavas and live peacefully. But Duryodhana wouldn't listen. Then finally, Krishna himself decided to go. Krishna thought that, let me give it a try. Pandavas were afraid if, if Krishna went to the court of the Kauravas, they could harm him. They were afraid, doubt due to their love for Krishna. They were worried about Krishna's safety. A devotee feels that. Although Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, due to his affection for Krishna, a devotee feels, oh, maybe Krishna shouldn't go, they may hurt him or they may offend him. 
But Krishna still said, okay, let me go and give it a try. And Krishna gave them some very good advice. He said, why are you making animosity? Why are you making enemies out of the Pandavas? Like, live peacefully. If you have alliance with the Pandavas, you'll become the unrival uh, sovereign king of this planet. Nobody will ever come anywhere near you. Your power will be so great. Join hands with them. Give them their share and live peacefully and enjoy your kingdom. But Duryodhana was so envious, he felt that he is not going to share anything with the Pandavas. Rather, he should get rid of the Pandavas and rule over the kingdom, rule over the entire earth planet himself. And he was so confident because he was calculating everything from the mundane perspective. He was thinking that my soul, my army is so much more powerful than the Pandavas. In my side, we have Bhishma, who is practically immortal. We have Drona, who is also undefeatable in the battlefield. Then I have Karna on my side, who is the greatest of all archers and extremely powerful warrior. And plus I have 11 Akshoyin. So, whereas the Pandavas, they have been living in the forest for last 13 years. And last of year of those 13 years, they were just staying incognito, hiding themselves, so that nobody could recognize them. What is their power? We have taken over the entire earth planet. Our, we, our power is prevailing over the entire earth planet. All the kings are in our side. Only just a handful of friends of the Pandavas are going to side with them. So why should I be afraid of them? That is how a materialistic person always thinks. He calculates everything from a material point of view. And that's why Duryodhana was so confident that he was going to win the battles without any doubt. But still Krishna went to give them some good advice. And when they wouldn't listen, then Krishna started to call a spade a spade. He told Dur he started to point out Duryodhana's character, Duryodhana's nature, all that he has been doing from their childhood to get rid of the Pandavas. And he even proposed to Dhritarashtra, get rid of this person. And Bidura sided with him. Bidura told him that at the time of his birth, Dhritarashtra, I told you to get rid of this son. Now you can see that he is going to be the cause of the destruction of the entire dynasty. So please stop him. And in order to stop him, just arrest him, put him in prison, or banish him from the kingdom. Duryodhana couldn't tolerate that. With his accomplices, with his friends, he walked out of that. And then, they made a plan. Now Krishna is alone, who will arrest Krishna. And if Krishna, if we can, keep Krishna away from the Pandavas, Pandavas won't have any strength. 
because they derive their strength from Krishna, which is true. <laughs> so they decided that they would arrest Krishna. Because now Krishna is alone and now he has all his soldiers, all his warriors and he will surround them and surround Krishna and arrest him. So they tried to do that. And at that time Krishna displayed his universal form. That's another occasion when Krishna showed his universal form. And seeing that they desisted. And then Krishna with Satwati just walked away from the family and went back to went back to the Pandavas. So here we see Durjodhan actually saw Krishna's universal form, but still he would not surrender to him. And Durjodhan's allies also saw that, but still they dared to fight the battle standing up against the Supreme Personality of God. And later on when they are discussing about that, Duryodhana in a deriding way said, oh, he just displays some magical fit. His showing of his universal form was like display of some magical fit. So this is how the stupid offenders behave. Even though they see the Supreme Personality of Godhead's universal form, that is, they see that He is the source of everything, He is the cause of everything, He is the maintainer of everything, and He is also the destroyer of everything. But still, they don't know. Rather, they challenge him, as Bondrak is doing. And nowadays, also, it has become a fashion. Once Prabhupada said that the, these incarnations of God nowadays are popping up like mushrooms. <laughs> so many of them. Just popping up like mushrooms. Recently in India there was one such Bhagavan and now he is dead. <laughs> Bhagavan is dead. Actually the real Supreme Personality of Godhead took care of him in the form of death as he is also saying for the Yes, I will release my weapon. I will release my symbol, especially my Sudarshan Chakra, to sever your head. And your body will be lying there as a food for the vultures and dogs and jackals. They are so proud of their material possession. But all their pride is smashed in a fraction of the moment by the will of the Supreme Personality. So this is the height of stupidity. The height of stupidity is to go against the Supreme Personality. On the other hand, 
the supreme the supreme intelligence is the real intelligence is to submit to the supreme personality of Godhead and become servant. Accept his authority as the supreme lord and master. Accept his authority as the supreme proprietor. And become subordinate to him. And when you do that, then everything becomes so wonderful. I'm sure many of you also, at some point in time, wanted to become God. Because it was to be a very popular theory at one time. This yoga teacher, another bunch of unscrupulous individuals, they came to America and they, they proposed, I will give you the mantra by chanting the mantra, you'll become God. And many fell for that. Jogendra Vandana Prabhu, in the mid-60s, early 70s, yeah. The one thing by practicing you would become God. But fortunately we realized, ever since we came across Srila Prabhupada's teaching, that was the first thing that actually impresses us the most about Prabhupada's teachings. Prabhupada simply points out, you can never become God. God is always God. You are always whatever you are. You are not God, you are servant of God. And when you become servant of God, God will take care of you. So you will become free from all anxiety. And <clears throat> when you come across your Prabhupada's teaching in this way, then for the first time in our life, we, we get to understand what peace actually means. Now we don't have to worry about anything. We are surrendering to Krishna and Krishna will take care. What a relief from anxiety. Trying to become God is so difficult. <laughs> but to become what we are, uh, to become situated in our constitutional position and become the humble servant of Krishna is so easy. It doesn't take anything. But the result is the heart becomes so peaceful and the mind becomes completely free from anxiety. No more anxiety. And now I don't have to struggle for anything. Even for my sustenance, even for my survival, I don't have to worry. I am surrendering to Krishna. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and Krishna will take care. And that belief becomes confirmed with the proper practice of the faith. We practically experience how Krishna is taking care. Every devotee at some point in time he feels, he or she feels that yes, Krishna is protected. At so many difficult times Krishna saves us. And that proves yes, Krishna is there. And what to speak of Krishna's response when you sincerely pray to him. Krishna hears our prayers and responds. Not that he'll always respond. But when the prayer is appropriate, he will. Just like uh, 
the son may ask something from the father, but if that thing is not good for the son, the father won't give it. But whatever is beneficial, the Father will give. Similarly, our Supreme Father Krishna will give us whatever is beneficial for us. And He will not give whatever will be detrimental or harmful to us. And the best thing is not to ask at all. Like sometimes the Son asks something from the Father. But a good son, who knows my father is going to take care of me in all respect. My father knows what I really need and he will provide whatever I really need. So he doesn't ask for it. So similarly, at an advanced stage, a devotee doesn't ask anything. He simply says, Krishna, please do whatever you want to do with me. Because he knows whatever Krishna does with him will be for his ultimate So Shrimad, through Srimad Bhagavatam, two choices become open to us. And two consequences of those choices also become open to us. Whether we will try to become Krishna's competitor, or whether we'll surrender to him. And Bhagavatam clearly shows those who want to become Krishna's competitor, what happens to them. Here we are seeing the condition of Pondraka. Then there have been so many Putana, Aghasura, Trinavarta Sura, Satakasura, Bakasura, Arishtasura, Aghasura, and ultimately Kapsa. They all became enemical to Krishna, but what happened to them? Now, do we want an end like that? Or we want to become like the coward boys or coward girls in Vrindavan? Like if we become Krishna's devotee, then Krishna will not only give us all protection, but Krishna will take us to become included in his most wonderful pastimes. So as Prabhupada used to say, the choice is yours. The choice is yours. And I'm so happy to see that so many of you made the right choice. <laughs> Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Does anybody have any comment? Jagendra Vandana Prabhu, do you have any comment? Thank you very much. I'm, I'm so happy to have made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Any question? Yes. Hi. Excuse me, I, mean, I have a question, but it doesn't relate to the class. Yeah. So if someone has a question that relates to the class, they might want to go first. It's alright, you can ask. Um, uh, there's been a lot of talk, I, I'm hearing the talking about the buying of commercial milk in America, you know, from from the slaughterhouse factories. And, and I wondered if you had anything anything to say on that. 
You see, I simply try to follow one thing. Whatever Prabhupada did, he carried it. You so, see, it is not that Prabhupada, it didn't cross a mind, cross my mind at the time. When I used to see that, you know, cows are taken to this water. And it did offer to me, why didn't Prabhupada try to stop? And eventually, in course of time, I got to realize that Prabhupada was dealing with something on a much larger dimension. Because if we get involved in, say, you know, stopping the pre or preventing the cow slaughter, then we'll become diverted I mean, from the mainstream. I mean, could we buy the milk from the store? Do whether we buy? No, I'm coming, coming, coming oh, to that. I'm, I'm sorry, Mother. Right. So the thing is that during Prabhupada's time we bought milk from the shop and probably those cows eventually were slaughtered. That's the point I'm making, that because the cows are being slaughtered, therefore we are not going to take the milk. Prabhupada did not really uh, endorse that state. Rather Prabhupada was working for something that will eventually change the world in such a way that not only cow killing but all the sinful activities will stop by establishing. Thank you so much. Yes. Well, that's a big topic of mine. Yeah. Because I could just say one little thing about that. Um, because from what I understand from hearing Shula Prabhupada for so many years, whenever we pick any fruit or flower or anything, and we offer it to Krishna, then that entity that provided that fruit or that flower is is liberated because we've offered it to Krishna. Mm. So we've not been able to stop cow killing. And these cows that are there in the in the commercial dairies, they're giving all this milk. We're not if we buy our not purchasing it. It's not going to stop. This, this, but if we purchase it, and offer it to have Krishna, no other milk, and we offer it to Krishna because Krishna is Gopal, Krishna wants milk, so we don't stop offering him milk. We offer the milk, and those cows are benefited. Yeah, very good. Yeah, very good. So that's another. Like, as I was saying, like, you know, Prabhupada, I mean, I'm, as I said, like, I just follow one principle. What Prabhupada did, I just followed. During Prabhupada's times, we bought milk, offered it to Krishna, made sweets for him there, that, and offered it to offered them to Krishna. So let's continue doing that. You know, why should we develop our new theories, which was not really practiced or endorsed by Sri Prabhupada? Yeah, thank you. Yes, Jyoti. Still, <coughs> during Srila Prabhupada's time, we bought the best milk available. We didn't buy uh, milk that somebody was cutting with chalk or cutting with paper. We, we would, whatever we could practically find that was the best, we would buy. So similarly, we also have so much choice today. We can buy milk that has so many hormones put in or this or that. And right next to it, there may be a lot, a lot better milk for not much more money. So we genuinely try to get the best milk. Yeah. Right, that's true. We must offer the best to Krishna. And you know, as kosher as possible yes. to Krishna. <laughs> that's true.
I mean, naturally, if it is possible to get the milk where the cows are not being slaughtered, even though we have to pay a little more extra money for that, let's go for it. In Shula, in Shula Prabhupada, he, he always uh, praised the cows at New Vendaman, that these right. are happy cows, they're giving so much milk because we're nice and taking care of them. It will happen as our movement grows, cow protection also will prevail. It's a lot bigger topic today than in Prabhupada. That's true. That shows that it's good in a way because yeah. people are becoming aware. We have many uh, vegan people who don't take milk many times out of protest against the slaughter industry. So when they come to New Taliban, they'll take the milk here. Okay. I have uh, this question and then. Yes. <coughs> My question is about surrender surrender to Krishna, when we really want to surrender to Krishna and we try to explain that, saying Krishna will take care of me, many people consider us foolish and not planning for the future, not making arrangements, especially in my clan, not earning money well, not making arrangements for retirement and old age and you know just making me feel very much foolish when I'm wanting to surrender and go with Krishna's plan. So how can we explain to our parents that this is something that is actually for my own good and don't worry about me because they think I'm, I'm, I'm you know, stupid or brainwashed or something like that. Well, <clears throat> the one way of making them understand is that all that we are doing in this material world, no matter how successful we are, will we be able to prevent death? And will any of these things will go with us after death? Will all these help us to die in a certain way, in a positive way, affirmative way? No. On the other hand, when we surrender to Krishna, we are not only securing our life here, we are also securing our life after death. Now what is the more intelligent proposal? Mm. Huh? But so, you say while you are alive you should have enough money, you don't have enough money, like that. So. You can tell them that in America you see so many people with money, but they can't even sleep at night. <coughs> they have to take, you know, drugs to maintain their sanity. So, you know, money. Any intelligent person can understand that money cannot buy it. Money simply gives you that allurement and a false promise. If you have it, then you can get everything you need, everything you need. But we have seen so many people with a lot of money, can't even digest their food and sleep at night. Whereas as devotees, we have a ravenous appetite and we sleep like a log at night. Yes. Uh, actually, even the market, there are two types of milk. 
One is the added D or D3, which is actually it comes from fish oil or something like animal thing. And they are also in the market also we get uh, without D and D3. So we can use without B and D3, like our New Orleans temple doing yeah. with them. Yeah, that is good. That is one. Kind. But the main consideration was that whether it is with D3 or D4 or not, at some point these cows, when they stop giving milk, they are slaughtered. So that was the consideration. But uh, yeah, it's good to know the which milk to buy and which one not to buy. From. Yes, uh, Isn't it true that Srila Prabhupada so much wanted milk when he was in Russia that when they finally found some, that he even to to get the milk they needed to put it in a container. Isn't it? I thought I remember reading that Srila Prabhupada even he said get the loda out of the bathroom mm -hmm. because there was nothing else to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that shows you see how important milk is to us and how dear milk is to Krishna. Thank you. Yes. Uh, first thing, Maharaj, uh, when you discovered that Mahabharata, so there, uh, when Krishna showing his uh, universal form to everybody, so Purjodhana also saw his feature too. But uh, he has some kind of uh, Sukriti must have, then he can able to see. Mm -hmm. So my question is that, uh, like a, when we read that, other Judas like Ravan, Kumbhakarna, who are the demon, they are all the demon in mentality, but they are also powerful uh, Brahmanas. So, previous age, they are like a joy, the joy, and different age, that uh, get a demonic body or different mentality. But scripture anywhere in mention, Gujaran have some kind of, uh, that kind of, uh, like a devotee form or associate or a Krishna's, uh, any associates or something like that? <coughs> Duryodhana is actually an incarnation of Kali. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, mm -hmm. so from there we can see what would be Okay, so I'll stop now. Thank you all very much. <laughs>